Games Workshop's Basement, hosted by John Cardell, Danny McDevitt, Val Heffelfinger, I'm Dickie, and it's Grim After Dark. Guys, welcome to Grim After Dark, Warhammer 40,000's only late night show for some reason. My name is John, and I'm here to misinform and entertain as we talk about the goings-on over the last week in the world of Warhammer. Uh, before we get started tonight, let's meet the team. And this week, it's Slim Pickens host-wise, as Danny is somewhere in the mountains of Canada, and Dickie is asleep on a, I'm assuming, a plane over from Amsterdam, where he was attending WTC. But we still have our priority one co-host. Uh, he's back from his government-mandated paternity leave. He's tired. He's cranky. He's gumless. He's ready to talk about things. It's our man above the 49th parallel. It's Val Haffelfinger. Hey, it's me. Apparently, Hello. we have an echo. Are you on the right? Uh, are you on the right microphone settings that we didn't and we didn't manage to notice this? Uh, absolutely. I mean, if I right because oh, I just muted it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Alpha Droke Omega in the chat. Are you are you getting? Uh, are you are you getting an echo? An echo? 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 Anyone else getting an echo? Or is it just or is that it one? Just person? in the bumpers. Uh, as a timeless classic. Hmm. Maybe I screwed up the uh, the intro thing. Anyway, I mean, welcome well, to Grim After Dark. Yeah. The important thing to realize here is the bums let us know there's not an echo, and you always listen to bums. Well, bums let us know there's no exo, which I'm pretty sure was a uh, knockoff gene brand from the early 2000s. Yeah, like the kind with the really wide leg uh, that made it look like you just didn't have ankles or feet. I think maybe that's where the furry problem started was those Janko jeans. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> the C team's here tonight of John and Val, and we have a pack show anyway with what is possibly our shortest state of play ever. Uh, we're going to go around the net, and finally we cut out the middleman, and Val, I made our own fan, fan fiction, and I think it's truly the greatest thing I've ever created. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased to hear that. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to find out. It's the bumper that's doubled up. Let's, let's double check that uh, as we go straight to uh, State of Play. Bow. And because I didn't hear that, I'm assuming you didn't hear it twice, uh, which is great. Who knows? Could be. Could be. I, I, am, I am destined to always make the bumper yet never hear the bumper. Uh, it's kind no. of my, my curse, my law in life. Uh, if you know while... anything about my sordid streaming career, you'll realize that audio routing, though it may seem simple in theory, uh, it flummoxes me every time. So I thought I could, I could route the audio to you. Uh, and I think that was creating the, uh, yeah, I think much uh, like the, the Hercules, feedback, or feedback, feedback. Achilles and his one weak point, possibly you as Achilles, uh, audio routing, uh, would be your, your tendon. Or mm -hmm. ankle. I forget mm -hmm. what it is. That's what we got to. I did cry once when a microphone worked. I think I've told that story. <laughs> Sometimes you guys, a lot of people cry uh, when they're watching us when our microphones work. So you're not alone <laughs> on that one. Thank right. you. Got him. I got to. Thank you. Uh, perfect laugh track. That's all we have. We don't have uh, <laughs> Nurgle Matthew in chat. Uh, or sorry, Mark Murphy He's in back. chat coming in saying, uh, audio for Grim is simplified, not simple, which uh, mm -hmm. is now one of my favorite jokes. Mark, just write for the show. Uh, don't, we'll charge you a very small amount. Um, we'll, <laughs> we'll charge we'll... you to write for us. Just, yeah, that's right. That's, that's actually a... can be one of our uh, only membership benefits. Uh, yeah. uh, you, can write, you can write things for our show for yeah. us. Um, yeah, at the $30 a month level, uh, you can write a segment and we'll right. use it because, right. uh, yeah, you guys are stuck with me otherwise. Uh, but anyway, welcome it would to the probably be less racist, so that'd be nice. Oh, maybe. That'd be less editing on your part afterwards. <laughs> uh, but we're at State of Play where we recap the high points and lows of what we've been up to the last mm -hmm. week. And as always, we want to warn our viewers that actual discussion of the game of Warhammer uh, will possibly be ahead. But I'm going to warn you guys here. Uh, we're going to start with you, Val. Val, what have you been up to in the last week? Actually, I had some wholesome hobby progress over the oh. last uh, little while. Uh, I had my, uh, uh, I guess he's 12-year-old nephew in town, and uh, he really is into the Lego. He likes Lego, Love so it. I was like, hmm, a little nascent, uh, nascent hobbyist here. So I, uh, <laughs> I gave him my uh, orc, orc Blood Bowl team from the first, well, I guess the first new edition of Blood Bowl. And uh, he brought them, uh, brought them with us because they stayed with us, him and his sister, for, for the weekend. 
and uh, we did some priming. We did some uh, some painting, and he uh, and I and I gave him some of the Speed Paint 2.0 paints from our friends at Army Painter. Yeah, and they sponsor they'd sponsor this show. Yeah, they would. Yeah, reach out. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm always in love with insert paint range here uh, level of paints, and I own all of them. Absolutely. Um, that's awesome. Do you think that Lego is a gateway drug uh, to Warhammer? Because I know I was like super into it before I got really into Warhammer. Well, I mean, like he really enjoys following instructions and putting stuff together. So I guess just how, and he obviously he likes little little models of stuff. So um, the assembly part he was super into, and then he was seemed pretty zoned in on the painting too while he was going at it. Yeah. It was it's cool like watching like he's not I guess he's a little kid still like I mean he's twelve. Um, but it's, it's cool. Like he like, you know, holds up his clown shoes, uh, you know, you know model is like, I really like how this is turning out. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. It looks great, man. And, uh, I just wonder what it is about, you know, the adult brain that, uh, makes us think like, well, that looks terrible. Um, whereas he was just so, pr so proud that there was green, black, and red on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just like, shut the hell up. Let, let, let them enjoy it. I need to bring you three, three color minimum vowel. Uh, I will say um, there was, the, I get, when I first got back into the hobby like 10 or so years ago here now, a uh, guy at the local shop, Ramon, like he took his kid into play and he was like 12 and obviously he was terrible. So we're like, oh, I feel kind of bad because I'm beating the kid. But like, it's weird now. Like nine years later, he's like a successful adult who just kicks my ass at Warhammer now. But that's the and story. That's the story <laughs> some like major, like John Lennon was that kid um like up here in up here in toronto we've got a, a guy named devin and he was that kid like he was just in the store at like single digit age um you know just like playing with grown-ups who you know who, who showed up and like just beats ass now like uh i guess it's it's like anything if you play it since you were like if you the, the tiger woods of warhammer is probably coming up as we speak so there's always something incredibly depressing uh losing horribly to a person uh who's played it for last time uh than you like, or he's been born. Uh, I can't even use words. It's just very frustrating. Well, like, sort of like when you had to learn English when you moved to America. I did. Uh, like, I did. Like, like your brain was still pl uh, pliable enough to do that. And a, and a young person, you know, if for whatever reason you want to invest a human being into being very good at Warhammer, uh, you know, they're going to get automatically super good at it just because oh. they've got those spongy brains. It's the oh I, I, I can I can word now again now that I've translated it into American. Thank you for, <laughs> for the pause that I could get that in there. That was a that when, was a subtle shot at all of our Scottish listeners out there. <laughs> Including you, Ben Jurek. Um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, it's later. Uh but no, it's like it's it's weird playing people uh who weren't born when you started playing Warhammer. And that's happening sort of more and more as as we transition into the old grognards uh who just gatekeep and keep people away with our, our terrible attitudes. There, there does seem to be a healthy infilling of of like new new hobbyists, though. Like I don't think we're we're alone in this. Um, but I did find myself reflecting like on the fact that like if I you know keep playing these games for you know the next twenty years, I guess I've kind of been playing for ten years now. Like since coming back after my university find a wife timeout, um, uh, you know like. Like, are we going to be playing this when we're 60? I kind of feel like probably. And like yeah. that, that's, that's when, but I mean, there's some 60 year olds or beating it around the, you know, on their rascal scooters out there, you know, like beating it around some of the tournament scene. I, I guess it would kind of be cool. I just hope that people still keep coming up. So I don't feel like I'm, I'm just waiting for everyone. I think it's so, nice seeing them. This nursing is home. And the, guys, this is just the episode it's going to be when you get me and Val together. It's going to be a tight script that we just ignore as we go on long sides. Um, you know, warning. Conversation. This is conversations so this is, happening. You, you might call this Fireside 40K. Uh, we wouldn't because we get sued because the Brits are litigious. Aren't they, uh, though? It's like common no, law. But it's kind of There's nice no to see. There's no lawyer on the show today. Anyway, continue. It's kind of nice to see uh, younger people playing. And that's going to make me sound very old, but it's kind of the depressing. Kids. It's kind of depressing when it's like the same people playing the same age group and you're slowly just getting older and older. And that's kind of how the game dies. Uh, so to have all yeah. of these kids coming in, uh, then that's great. Yeah, uh, I'm super curious to see what happens with Warhammer Fantasy, like with the, with the old world, because um, I think there's a genuine chance that like, you know, there's going to be some converts from that Total War crowd. And they'll oh, yeah. probably skew, well, I don't know, Total War probably skews pretty old balls too. 
Well, but I anyway. would say, well, I, like the GW did fantastic marketing on and getting this amazing game, Total War Warhammer, released uh, right after they stopped selling Warhammer. Uh, I think that was one of the biggest marketing snafus uh, of a long time. It was not only not a marketing snafu, but they actually uh, negotiated the deal, licensed the product, and then later on told them that they were killing the old world. Thank you for the licensing money, I think is how it went. Uh, we ought to hear I, don't for... know, I don't know if I'd be pissed if I was CA about that, because then kind of they got to own it. So You got a little know. bit more freedom, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, it was, swings both ways. For me, uh, I just uh, I was petting some Titanicus Knights uh, in preparation for uh, Epic 30K. Uh, I refuse to call it by any other name, uh, but for my time in Titanicus, what I is have. It called? I can never remember. What is it actually called? Legion Imperialis. Right. Okay. I believe. Um, yeah. But uh, I have a ton of like knights. I have like about 30 or 40 knight like regular knights. Um, about 12 of like the bigger guys. So just kind of getting those ready to go along with. I, I think probably guard. Uh, so I started working on those because I can actually work on those. <laughs> and outside of that, um, I just wanted to bring up here real quick uh, that, as I edit the slideshow, the next one here, uh, we do have a leaderboard here for the show with everyone uh, on the show on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daughter here is letting us know for the leaderboard, it needs a title. Uh, we don't have a title for it. I thought just leaderboard was a title. Uh, what do I know? Sure, um, leaderboard. Also, a suggestion for a column could be number of judge calls to see who's the most sweaty. Uh, and again, you might have seen my response here. Danny doesn't need another category to win at because when he gets serious, he gets sweaty. Uh, but think, Val, yeah. your creative mind here, uh, what should a leaderboard be called? Um, I mean, I, uh, a leaderboard feels pretty strong to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hadn't really questioned the integrity of the name of the leaderboard. In fact, I made a bunch of T-shirts uh, already, so I'm kind of married to leaderboard. Yeah, Val calls this call to action. Uh, let us know in the chat what should our leaderboard be called. Uh, it's almost like he's been uh, asking me to do stuff like this for about uh, two years now. Uh, yeah, but well, anyway, it's not real. Well, more specifically, the last three months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah let us know uh what you want to see on that board and what we should call it uh maybe a loser board uh that's so that's for me anyway uh bum saying most ruled against by judges uh that will never happen we're far too nice and val will use his fame for advantage uh it's, it's, it's dwindling it's dwindling I think your advantage I've, or the fame <laughs> uh both they're both gone uh, i don't even know how much i had it I just, I just, I just hitched myself on the back of a of a falcon, and flew, that's right. flew too close to the sun. That's right. That's all I uh, ever did. That, that's a beautiful uh, way to, to to get there, though, uh, for those judge calls and that one beautiful GT moment. Um, that's about all for. I, I said this is going to be the shortest segment ever. It wasn't. That's okay. Uh-huh. Uh, let's do a longer one now, though, as we're going to go around the net. This button. Oh God! So someone commented that the bumpers are too long, and I'm like, "Oh, they they were not long enough, and they were very short." Really? Or no, they were disagreeing with me because they were like, "I don't know why you're saying the bumpers aren't sure aren't long enough. They're super long." That's because I realized that YouTube actually puts an ad break um, right after every bumper. Uh, So really, (laughs) how could they how could they possibly know that? That, Who knows what YouTube knows? But yeah, apparently uh, that's what it is. So we put it in. They detect it. They put in an ad break. It makes it look like I've been drinking for three whole minutes uh, before <laughs> they go back. But thanks for the ad revenue. Um, anyway, uh, welcome around the sense. net. The part of the show where we deep dive into the dive deep into the dank drivel the internet provides. This mm-hmm. week we've all obviously got a lot to cover. Uh, mm-hmm. Starting with this guy here. I found this on Reddit. It says, "Is it normal for minis to be expertly painted?" Uh, the guy's like, I enjoy painting minis. Uh, I don't think they look completely terrible, but I always see posts on the Warhammer subreddits about people's first paint jobs. Uh, spoiler, they're lying. And they look completely amazing. My main question is, are expertly painted minis normal? Or are a lot of people really bad at painting? How would you react if someone tried really hard to paint their army but did a bad job comparatively? We are just talking about this. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, it's a good, uh, good add-on. <laughs> yeah. Want to jump in here, though, before you go here, Val. Bums is asking, uh, YouTube has ads. Not for Bums, because he's a member of Green yeah. After Dark. And you, too, can be a member, and then you won't get ads. Just terrible content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uninterrupted. 
terrible content. All right, let us <laughs> let us continue this cavalcade of awful. Yes. So yeah. Was there a question? Uh, uh, so are expertly painted minis normal? Uh, it's getting more normal. I think the YouTube effect applies to like every facet of the hobby. Like, um, uh, just the ability to like look up and learn skills uh, with like zero friction and like from a thousand different perspectives from a very highly talented people uh, in different ways. Uh, like you, you can like I've I've found myself, for example, Ninja, on when I want to go get. Uh, some like hobby tips. He's my favorite because I just like I really love his his style and approach. But for every one of his topics, you know, you can go you can go to like Vince Venturella. You can go to um, you know any number of of people out there who are awesome at at hobbies. So I think people are getting better at painting. That being mm -hmm. said, I really don't like um, I re like if someone has put forth the effort uh, to paint something, they have invested time and effort. And if it doesn't look good, but you know they think it's awesome, then fuck it, it's awesome, man. Like, I think it's it's better than like when we first started. When I first started playing competitive 40k, they let anybody play <laughs> with pretty much anything, and that was just to to like keep the barrier to entries as low as possible. Mm -hmm. um, so like, I played against some like pretty half-ass bullshit, uh, and it, you know, many years ago, and you don't really see that anymore. But like. I think like just to get to that battle ready standard, there's so much like paint tech, there's so much advice, there's so much good stuff out there that if you're willing to put the time in or do as I do, just buy already painted stuff, mm -hmm. um, then uh, you know, like you're gonna you're gonna see a lot more like basically good painted stuff, which is amazing. I think what's important to remember is it's always better painted than gray. Uh, so like you'll see like a lot of people. And like this is a bad paint scheme. This army looks awful. And like even we've made fun of things before. We probably shouldn't have. Because the idea is like you said, Val. It's like why are you trying to steal someone's joy? Like if they spend time on this and they're happy with how it is, uh, why would you trash that? Can you offer hints and advice? Yeah, absolutely. But like, don't be a jerk about it. Is it normal for minis to be expertly painted? Not really. Uh, more so now that YouTube and all these free tutorials are available. Um, but man, just you know, do your own hobby. Get your own way. Yeah, man if you like it like that like it like that 12 year old man like he picked it up he was like this is awesome and i was like you know what yeah it is awesome and so i think we should just be more like that um in general um and then also like it doesn't take away from how awesome some armies are painted if if like you're not achieving to that level like it's it's not i mean this is a like basic piece of life advice don't do your best not to you know judge yourself or compare yourself mm -hmm. to others um you know it's a way to be <clears throat> miserable in life and something else this things here says is they um can't work up the motivation to practice after seeing their friends amazing things and their other friends doing great uh just to, to put like things into comparison like i've seen some beautifully amazingly painted armies that i would love to do uh apart from my job and my child and this show and college and all of these other things, right? John, the, the kind John's of, got a lot on his plate, guys. I, I, I think, I think I, the funniest thing was the, the other week before Dickie went to WTC. He was like, "Hey, when can we meet up this week and have a chat about a couple of things we want to do?" Uh, and I was like, "I'm available one to one forty-five p.m. on Friday and six to six thirty on Saturday." Yeah. And I had to cancel the Friday because something came up. <laughs> That's okay. I, uh, I yeah. would, I would say, just to empathize with this guy, though, like. There is, I do feel like I, I recognize that like the sinking feeling sometimes, like especially when you really want something like, or if you really, really admire something. Like I, I had this feeling watching um, uh, Inside by, uh, by Bo, Bo Burnham. And mm -hmm. that was a, 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 like just a masterpiece as far as I'm considering, as far as I, I'm concerned of like, you know, cinematography, writing comedy all of it and it was done by him literally in a room like the one i'm sitting in and it was just it was to me there was like a melancholy feeling watching it because it's just like i could like he has spent his whole life to get to the point where he had the skills to be able to do that and it's like if i spent the rest of my life trying to make something that amazing um my wife would be pretty mad my wife maybe um but like it would you know it would take the rest of my life and i would be you know you know it, i probably couldn't do it i guess 
the way I feel about um, this is that like, you know, having a competent level of, 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 of paint on your minis is a matter of technique that is freely available to you. And having a show that kind of runs smoothly is maybe the, the closest I'm going to get to making a, like an amazing, uh, amazing piece of, uh, you know, creative something. So yeah. anyway, I kind of get the melancholy feeling. Yeah. Inside, by the way, probably second favorite stand-up special uh, that's been out this past year and a half. I don't even think you can call it a stand-up special, man. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's special. It's just it's jokes. It's jokes in a room. It's fine, though. Uh, moving on. Uh, Val, you brought this one to my attention here, and I would be remiss to ignore it. <laughs> this fucking thing. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. First half bomb. What time? Give me a time. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the counter? Did I did I make it? Twenty five fifty one. Oh, we have our Arvis glider here. Uh huh. Um, lighter. <laughs> it's the Arvis lighter. Arvis lighter. Uh, how uh, how dare I? Um, and just this last thing on the here, Labradamer came in with a great point saying, I think a big mistake people make is trying to apply twenty techniques they just learned off of YouTube all at once. Fair. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah. Also that, just slap chop. Just slap. Yep. Just size one technique. It's all you need. Um, but yeah, so the Arvis lighter. Uh, what what drew you to this magnificent beast? <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious that of all the minis that GW could like redo. And this is in resin too, I think. I don't think this is yep. one of the new plastic kits. They've actually gone. This is the first like large scale resin model I can think of in a while. Um, and for whatever reason, GW like prioritized this on the old Kanban board, you know, got moved, <laughs> got into production. We need a basically useless, uh, you know, showpiece model for, for Forge World. That's just a box with stubby wings. It's just like um, a little bus. It's a bus for, it's, for it's a transporter. It's like, it's like a less cool version of that shuttle in Star Wars. Uh, um, memo man saying, Hey, look, it's the flying minivan. Right. And the, yeah, that is. Uh, so what about the design? It makes it so recognizable. Uh, what is this an endearing vehicle to you? Or is this kind of a why are you here vehicle? It's a why are you here vehicle? But I feel like they also missed the opportunity to just find another use for an armored container. Because uh, I know they also love that in their design room. So they could have just literally put wings on an armored crate. And you know, you'd, you'd basically be in the same place. Uh, I don't know why I rip on this thing. I guess it's just because uh, I guess you've you've noted like you have some like nice things to say about the Arvis lighter. Mm -hmm. I just in in the world uh, where there is only war, I love things that are so not warlike. So like in, in like Black Library books, like just stories from hive worlds or kind of small scale things. And yeah, of course, there is ground to air transport that isn't covered in guns. Uh, yeah. And like the Arvis lighter is like a fantastic, that looks exactly like some guard person was like, yeah, I need something to get into space. That man guy's like, great. We're going to have like last kind of like, no, 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 no. Like literally it's a bus. It just, just needs to bus. go up and down. He's like, fine. Here's this. Well, then you're like, okay, perfect. And I, I just love that. Cause of course there's civilian transports and regular transports that aren't super militarized and armored. And for me, this expands the universe so much more uh, the, than what it is, uh, what it should be. It, uh, I guess it is a world building piece and like you yeah. get, you get, and I can see this would be a neat, like, you know, for a narrative game. I'm, I'm not sure what function it might play in Horus Heresy, but it'd be cool. Like objective or like clear yeah. DLZ type thing. Like you can do fun stuff with it for so sure. Like, but you can I do look it with at a drop pod too. I look at it right there and I'm like, I want to put that on a sky shield landing pad sure. and just have it as a terrain piece on my board. Yeah. Why not? Like at, at no point have I ever looked at it and be like, yeah, I'm going to feel this. It's going to be so great. It's broken. Uh, but no, I want to use it as terrain, but sadly it is a resin kit. Uh, I, would, so, hmm. I would also point out that, uh, into, you know, as another upside for just going with an armored container, uh, with, uh, wings, uh, more heavily armed. It's got two storm bolters on it. Yeah. So, uh, uh this has we're, we're being told as well here that this is for a Legion Imperialis. Is it though? Maybe I don't think it is. Was, Maybe I it thought I, I thought I at least did a cursory glance at the Warhammer community post. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is just the Arvis lighter. One sec. This is. Do you know where you had like Hot Wheels as a kid, and you had a vehicle-shaped case to hold your your Hot Wheels in? This is the same for Legion Imperialis. You hold your army inside <laughs> an Arvis lighter-sized case, uh, so that actually opens up and fits all of your baby tanks in there. 
with excitement in the age of dark fear, we immediately overlook news for yeah, no. With the excitement for epic scale skirmishes in the age of darkness reaching a fever pitch, it would be easy to overlook news for Warhammer the Horus Heresy, Heresy, especially when the subject of that news is the airborne underdog of the Divisio Aeronautica. So this is a full scale. This is a full scale Arvis lighter. This is not. This is not ten millimeter. I better get ten millimeter Arvis lighters. That's all I know. I'm Um, sure they exist. But it's yeah. It's a beautiful kit. We'd love to review one, GW. Uh, feel free to send. Uh, Val, I found this on Reddit, uh, and I just, just copy-pasted it. We called it good. Uh, Val, confess your hobby sins. I'm not reading the rest because it's stupid, but it's just asking, what are your hobby sins? Uh, some some hobby sins could be, um, like for me, poor sportsmanship, like gloating in victory, arguing rules, maybe using a water cup for a little bit of extra movement. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could be something as simple as uh, ignoring core themes or tones of the 40K universe uh, with different paint schemes, like maybe some pink Necrons. Right. Uh, my, I mean, my biggest hobby sin probably would be just my penchant for commissioned painting, but not even that anymore because I, like, it's so expensive. Good Lord. Um, the so pricey do, things nowadays. I don't, I don't, yeah, like the people's time. <laughs> a lot of quiet quitting going on in the commission painting community but the uh no i would say like probably just the fact that i buy things a lot like buy a lot of stuff painted and i kind of just like cobble basically what i spend most of my time doing is rebasing miniatures so that they all kind of look like they have a common base is what i do um but i don't know if that's a sin or not um no. what yeah, about- at length about my my uh emotional highs and lows at the table um <laughs> but yeah this would be my main hobby sin is poor storage or transportation that damages uh models i I can't um, abide by that can't abide by that i am awful at storage uh and and finding like i went to play danny a couple weeks ago and i really wanted to pull out death guard to run into him couldn't find half my models well i have hundreds (laughs) of death guard models fully painted ready to go couldn't do it maybe they just put themselves out of their misery they should because uh no one's playing them uh, and they really should. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, how many SpongeBob's will it take to defeat <laughs> Corn? I found a lot of good questions this week. So in this example, SpongeBob has no blood as he's a sponge or uh-huh. soul because he's a fast food worker. Yes. Uh, so Corn does not gain power during the fight. He is slowly exhausted by every SpongeBob he kills. Your task. How many SpongeBob's is that? Well, I, I actually did read a little bit about this thread because I'm I actually am not part of the SpongeBob generation and my kiddo has not gotten into it yet. So I, I don't I'm not well versed in SpongeBob, but I did yeah. find that it sounded like uh Sponge SpongeBob would make one heck of a matchup for, for the uh you know, the Prince of Fighting. Mm-hmm. So uh so I was I was impressed by by SpongeBob's bona fides, including the ability to be uh, chopped up into many pieces and then reformed together like T1000. Um, did you and... also ask Chat GPT who would win? No, I did not. I did not. No. Did you? I did. Oh, and what did Chat GPT say? Uh, so Chat GPT is like SpongeBob and his duplicates are essentially indestructible. They can regenerate from any attack and don't even have blood or souls for corn to collect power from. Corn Chad himself. GPT did this? Yep. Corn himself is a godly force of rage. This is why, dude, our, our generation is screwed. The next generation is screwed when this uh-huh. information's at your fingertips. Corn uh, himself is a godly force of rage and violence, nearly unstoppable in close combat. However, he relies on blood and skulls to maintain and grow his power. <laughs> Without his usual fuel from slaughter, Corn will slowly tire against the endless horde of SpongeBob's. Killing them individually will take a massive toll over time. SpongeBob has no real offensive capabilities against a god. But his endurance is limitless. Corn can destroy his body, but he'll just regenerate. Ultimately, it would take millions, if not billions, of regenerating SpongeBob's over the course of months to finally exhaust Corn's night endless rage and power. Which, by the way, that that's a great short right there. Is just Corn, like screw you guys. I'm not even angry anymore. I'm just wandering off. Um, just finally gets all of his rage out, just beating off sponges. Yeah. <laughs> But through sheer force of numbers and attrition, the SpongeBob army could theoretically weaken Corn enough to subdue or seal him away. The battle would devastate whole worlds in the process, though. <laughs> with, 
Why did you join the guard? I lost my planet in the SpongeBob Corn Sponge Wars of '42. Yeah, man. Oh, but that's beautiful. Uh, Chad coming in with some ideas about Johnny Bravo versus Slanesh. Uh, I don't think in the Me Too era Johnny Bravo's allowed to be mentioned anymore. Is that right? Um, I don't know. Like Johnny Bravo, I I thought he was cool, but maybe he's a bit <laughs> bit of a chauvinist. A little bit. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so to answer the question, Corn would lose, but it would take uh, hundreds of worlds, uh, many months, uh, in order for him to not even lose, just get bored and wander off. Yeah, uh, or just flame out. Like so, that is losing. That is. Uh, next up here, uh, Vala says, "You enter the 40k universe. Any miniatures you own will be tasked to protect you. How well will you fare in the grim darkness?" I would wreck. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you I have one wreck. of everything. I would absolutely, I would be an, un, I would be, yeah, man. But like the High Lords of Terra would, would get around to writing a memo about my threat to the Imperium. Uh, like, multiple squigs, a stomp, a gorkonaut, many boys, more storm boys than you can field legally in 40K these days. I would, I would have an illegal force. The High Lords would be like, sir, rule of three says that this battle does not count. <laughs> Yeah, come on. Please leave Terra. Beautiful. That's Maybe it. Maybe your death guard would show up again. Uh, no, they would. So I wouldn't be able to find them. Uh, I think <laughs> if my you know forty k universe, if my miniatures were tasked to protect me, um, I would be on a planet in the middle of a war, and then I'd have like some in a galaxy over. There'd be a couple kind of in a box with some audio equipment over in like Imperium Nihilus. Uh, it'd be a giant mess. Now the bigger question is: Would my embarrassingly large collection of fantasy miniatures how much would they add to the fight because the orcs i mean they could probably like figure figure out fighting uh you know the green skins would, would sort it out i'm sure uh you know the lizard men you know they got they got some like powerful you know magic you have like some space marines being like is that a guy on a horse with a non-exploding spear it's true right like <laughs> they wouldn't be that far out of it i remember the <laughs> There was a thing that Brant did once at uh, at like the first sort of finals of the U.S. Open thing, which was they had a AOS versus 40k game. Um, oh, and uh, it was it was I thought it was kind of neat, but it got pooed by my cool friends. And uh, anyway, I thought it was kind of funny, and uh, it was like Gargans versus I don't know what. Did did the 40k armies just use gun? I think and they used gun. Back slightly. I think they may have used gun. Well, you know, you know, maybe maybe there'd be something there that could uh, punch through. That's true. You just got to well, get to combat. Well, and then you just shoot in combat. Yeah, I guess I, I've already yeah. forgot about 10. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Dickie's going to be back next week to give us the full rundown on his time at the WTC. However, uh, due to an illness... Uh, to one of Team Scotland's players, which if you want to go down to the next slide, I want to point out that this is me uh, sitting by my phone waiting for the call uh, to come in. <laughs> I was wondering what this was. And fulfill, <laughs> and fulfill my, my national duty uh, to go 0-20 in every round. I could have flown up, but no, you wanted a player who could play the game and <laughs> knew how to use guard. And so Ben Jurek, uh, who actually played for Team Scotland over the weekend. Uh, what is your kind of take on this? Uh, on on kind of nation, uh, you put in the the title here, turn coding. Uh, <laughs> would you be okay with it? Ben, if it you, was... you mean my incredible title, Benedict Ben Jerick turns code at the WTC. <laughs> I mean, we worked dozens of like seconds to come up with that. Yeah, like so many seconds. Was like you, his... I was like, I forgot to write a title, and you're like, well, what's in the show? And I'm like, well, honestly, nothing. Uh, no. <laughs> ben Jerick, big draw on YouTube. Huge. Mm -hmm. The algorithm loves Benjur. No doubt yeah. about it. Um, this actually kind of reminds me of a hilarious moment in Toronto sports history where uh, I don't know if you're if, like, there's like, uh, there was a thing where uh, the opposing teams like goalie and emergency, go like backup goalie, both got injured. And apparently in the NHL, there's a thing where like the home team has to provide a goalie. And in this particular, <laughs> in this, if if that if you're in that scenario, and in this particular case, the like on call goalie was like the Zamboni driver, uh, and he was like a Toronto guy, and the Toronto guy like suits up, hops on the ice, 
and like stones the Leafs. Like I'm pretty sure they lost that game against their Zamboni driver. Um, which he was fired the next day. <laughs> he was fired. No, I don't think so. But like you know, it's just one of those things where I think uh, I think it's cool that Ben got to play mm-hmm. um, because he's a fantastic player and you know, um, he got he got very valuable WTC experience. I'm sure. Um, I think he did very well against the uh, in, in the Polish matchup. I think he was on stream for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like he's uh, he's uh, he's a great guy, and I'm I'm glad that he got a chance to play, even if it had to be with a team like Scotland. Yeah, uh, memo man coming in saying Ben is now officially more Scottish than John. Uh, which, if you believe that having your fellow countrymen accept you and welcome you is a Scottish thing, then you are wrong. <laughs> I'm curious. Um, do you think? Do you think they had to have like, like the, uh, like the the guy who just like joined the baseball team from the Dominican Republic? If they had like a translator on the on the squad for him, like as everyone was like going off in broguish terms at him, he's like table three. <laughs> 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 no, they just found out the the band's great 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 uncle's cousin's aunt uh, was married to a Scottish person. Uh, uh, yeah, so he the, got to go in through the jurics. Beautiful. Uh, and then next up here is a little slide. Uh, we'll go into more detail. This with Dicky next week here, but this is, yeah, thank you for skipping past my looking at my phone. Uh, this this is, is a bit. breakdown of what was taken to WTC army list wise. Oh, wow. And we see uh, sad face for Dicky and I, uh, but there was zero representation for death guard world leaders, space wolves, or leagues of Votan. Uh, Val, you shocked to see uh, such a terrible breakout? Um, no, not really. I mean, one of the interesting things about the WTC format is because they're eight-person teams. I wonder if a woman's ever played in the WTC. Probably. Mm. Um, but because they're eight-person teams, um, you do have to go deeper onto the and deeper into the you know the codex uh, miasma to like to put your team together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting to see like any surprises in that 16 to 20 bracket and above, you know, not for really? me, not really. Cause you would expect Aldari to have a really good reach space Marines have a lot of general toolkits that can uh, go around a lot of people. So like those, don't, those don't surprise me. Necrons resilience means that you can eke out a draw with Necrons. Like if you're really going for a draw and you can definitely make a list that just won't die. Uh, so definitely things are going to pull out there. Like I said, I'm surprised to, to kind of see um like blood angels at the bottom like guard pretty near the bottom like obviously these lists aren't great uh even chaos knights not being like super up there you would think there would be some like kind of off meta choices or kind of things for for a specific where are the boys where are the boys i don't see orcs the orcs they are six to ten uh, right in the center beside Uh. the guardsmen yeah oh okay yep yep there he is um yeah i mean uh i mean the zeros doesn't doesn't surprise me although you know so how many factions are we seeing being overrepresented you got more than a team out of those you know that 16 to 20 and up mm-hmm. uh more than a team's worth 31 to 36 means that like half of the team uh half of every team were those armies <laughs> yeah uh which is pretty wild simplified not simple <laughs> hey good old planned obsolescence right guys <laughs> uh val i'm gonna have you take the danny role for this next one uh mm-hmm. what are we looking at here uh it appears that we are looking at uh, uh a uh a, a vibrator of the uh sexual nature uh being used to uh shake up a pot of paint um and then uh there's a uh, uh looks like a a screen grab from the uh incredibles too the incredible that was called them the fantastics uh and it says paint shaker is paint shaker which is something that does go over my head i will admit uh but that would be the uh the, the basic description there perfect uh is this a disgusting genius uh to to reuse this massage tool let me correct you real <laughs> massage quick, tool oh okay. uh, as a paint shaker um well i would never call it disgusting i mean you want to i mean it's probably a you know high-end device you want to get as much utility from it as you possibly can and mm-hmm. I will say that I use a uh, a a pink uh, um, shaking device for I think it's for nail polish, so you'd see it in salons and stuff. Got a nice silicone tip. Um, probably looks like more of a sex toy than even mm-hmm. this does. 
It's probably um, really important to have like a different shaking tool for like your brown paints uh, because probably like I say, you don't want to have that there. But on that range, uh, and as you're starting to talk about it as well, um, mm -hmm. what are some other common household items that you use to hobby? Um, actually, this was one that I uh, that I whipped up for for the for the young man um, who was uh, hobbying with me. It was a wet palette. Um, uh, just it's literally some toilet paper and parchment paper in like a shallow dish, and boom, you got yourself a wet palette. And like when I put one together for him, I was like, I can't believe I paid for like a TM wet palette from somebody. Mm -hmm. But then like there's so many different things that I have that fit that. Like, why would you? buy this <laughs> description you just run out of things to buy after a little while yeah uh the ones like i i see here super common and i only started using about a year or so ago is uh makeup brushes for dry brushes oh yeah great that's a great one yeah although makeup brushes ain't cheap a lot of the time like if you were no. just going to like a cvs or up here shoppers drug mart um you know it's <laughs> it's it's as much as an actual brush but they mm -hmm. do work way better yeah uh, for um, our friends in, in england boots uh would, would definitely do that What's for the you other one there's another one too isn't there they have two super drug i think or is that just super old of me i don't know yeah. it's been a while i told you a story before i went home uh, and i went Please. to a store and i tried to order uh i was like can i have a macaroni pie and i got the response of we haven't sold those in uh nine years i believe you've, I believe you've also used that anecdote already on the show that's what and, i think is that uh, pretty sure i've told you <laughs> it makes me yeah. feel very old and, and very bad. Uh, uh, well, it turns out you hadn't been to the country in some time. No, and, you know, we can time. we can give you a pass on that one. That's, that's fair. Uh, we I'm also... surprised they didn't actually just still have some of that exact pie on the shelf, despite it not being made for nine years. Or oh, they were like, this is nine years old. You sure you want to? I'm like, absolutely. Give it to me. 100 people. <laughs> uh, we have uh, other things I looked up here. People use uh, cardboard. Uh, for making homemade painting handles and carrying trays, I don't. Oh think yeah, I, I use uh, yeah paint. I use like uh, paint stir sticks. Uh huh. That's uh, my with, spray with sticks dub, with double sided foam tape. Yep. Another ninja on tip, although he uses large pieces, larger sticks than I do. Um, uh, yeah. And then in chat, uh, uh, Burger Brand's coming in saying, honestly, the dedicated wet palette parchment paper works so much better than kitchen parchment paper, which Val and I would agree with once that Army Painter sponsorship goes through. Up mm -hmm. until then, <laughs> I'd say it's pretty equal. Uh, and then wine corks. Are you a convert of wine corks? Uh, no, I just hold on to the base. I think the one I don't like about corks is people use it for basing. Uh, to try and make make like rocky looking things, like if you you crumbled edge and you get like a sheet of cork, it often um, looks like a crumpled piece sheet of, of cork. Yeah, and it just looks like a, a piece of cork uh, that you've painted gray. Yeah, uh, this next one here, Val, is called. I call this make a wish crons. I've been sitting on this for a little while. Yeah. Uh, Samuel's wish was he asked for his own sub faction from Warhammer, and uh, they made his wish come true. He had a, a Make-A-Wish, and he got his own uh, models and personal edition of White a Dwarf uh, with his very own sub-faction in there. That's My nice. question to you, Val, is would you take the origin into consideration when playing against this, or would your competitive spirit take over? <laughs> would you is realize... It, is, it, is it the actual kid? Uh, that's the actual kid on the... Well, yeah, let's say it's the actual kid. We're going to be positive. the actual kid? Yeah. I think I think I would I think I would try and and be a a good person. You'd have to judge it, like because the actual kid, if he if he wants a game, you mm -hmm. know, like it would be a disservice to him to not try. Uh, but to, you know to, to 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 you know lay down, give the guy a dub as long as it wasn't clearly taking a lay down. Mm -hmm. Very rarely am I against an opponent that I truly need to. Uh, <laughs> Really need to take you know take it down a notch against. So um, yeah, like I I feel like yeah if it was if it was this person, and you know like yeah I think I maybe maybe would try and find a way or at least give them you know the benefit of the doubt a lot of like yeah. a lot of like friendly uh, edges. Uh, not I that they would probably need it against me. Danny would uh, be a better just person. Destroy him. He yeah, would probably uh, crush him. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to bring this up here too. I've been sitting for a little while, like looking for the best place to bring it in. Um, but this was like an amazing also, thing. Also, I'll note that GW immediately got rid of sub factions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his wish was to have the only sub faction. 
and they're like, okay. But it was a great <laughs> thing for GW to do, uh, and also for Make Wish for kind of making that happen. And that's yeah, a super cool sure, thing, man. which I think is on display at Warhammer World uh, in that little display right there. Uh, but as you can see, 26th of April, they said on that for about three or four months. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, I called this one Fast Hole because uh, that's what it's called. And I think you shared this one with me, Val. Is the from time to time I take a couple of days off work to visit Nottingham. This confuses my colleagues, and a rumor has circulated that I visit a prostitute. In fact, <laughs> I go to Warhammer World, and I'm too embarrassed to correct them. Yeah. Um, Val, what have people assumed you're doing when you're actually playing Warhammer? Well, I, I think I don't know. I think I tweeted back at this, which is that like because one of the like I always go to like American cities or like I'm traveling, right? Like when I go to big tournaments and stuff. So like a lot, and a lot of times it's Las Vegas. And so, uh, you know, I work in sort of a finance, uh, I work in the finance industry. So there's a lot of like, oh, going to Vegas, eh, but uh, yeah, all right. Okay, cool. You know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right, buddy? And I was like, yes. They're like, it's tax deductible. Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> correct. Hookers. Yes. <laughs> it's a business expense. Um. So yeah, like I totally get the vibe that this guy's coming from. I don't. I don't feel I don't feel it as much as I used to. I used to really feel it. Like I, I was 100% leading a double life. I could have, instead of pursuing Warhammer, pursued any number of things that people like normal weirdos would do with a double life. Like I had a separate bank account. Like I had, <laughs> like I had everything to do any sort of illicit stuff. And all I was doing was traveling around playing Warhammer. So, you know, I, I feel much more... Uh, I'm less. I'm like one foot out of the hobby closet. So, at this point. what what is your most embarrassing Warhammer story? Embarrassing Warhammer mm-hmm. story around this line here. Around because you said around, you hid your double life. Have like have you ever been found out? And you're like, oh, oh no. I mean, the closest that I've ever come to like really spilling the beans would be like like sending like a screen cap of something Warhammer related to the wrong group chat, like to my fantasy football chat or something like that. <laughs> like that would be that would be like the worst. Uh, but the thing about it is that I eventually learned, or at least I, I like somewhat understand intellectually, is like there is nothing more boring to another person than your hobby. Like, and it, it, there is just like, and you can play it by reversing roles. Like someone just like really talking about distance running or something that they're like super into the nuance of. They don't give a shit. No. And, you know, like they're not judging you. Like everyone's got like a, thing they think is weird that they love and we're just i don't know some weird monkey thing i don't know what it is that's true next up here uh from shazo salamander uh is was listening to back episodes of the poor hammer podcast and the host described playing space marines as a subscription service (laughs) and that's just such an insanely succinct way of describing everything wrong with the current state of codex space marines question for you val and chat as well is is it uh, a succinct way of describing everything wrong I would say that, like, me personally, I and especially since I've been so into a dead game, and the, I, I always thought that was stupid. When I was, like, really in on 40K, and, like, people, like, weren't hanging on every release and, like, like, like dissecting every new thing that was coming as it was coming, and they weren't just on that tip, and, like, they were sort of behind on stuff. I'd be like, what the hell? You don't, you don't know about X, Y, or Z? What? Like, come on. This has been out for 20 minutes now. You know, like, I, I just thought it was absurd that someone would play, like, 3rd edition 40k. And then, like, I play, then I started playing a game that was done. And, like, Warhammer Fantasy Battles 8th edition, for all of its, you know, bad parts, I guess, people that people don't like about it, it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it stays static, and you can kind of move to things at your own pace, and it's, it's great. So, like, the relentless churn of 40k does grind on me now a bit and so like um i kind of get how (laughs) the idea of it being as a subscription service as being annoying that being said uh literally being a subscription service whether that be rules or you know models being sent to you or what mostly rules like just being able to pay like a netflix Mm -hmm. number for up to date up the up to the date latest stuff that's a fact and errated properly now that appeals to me i think that's awesome 
I think you that know, idea actually is awesome. There's a sort of real world example of that working really well as well. Uh, and that example is uh, wrestling and WWE where they had a pay-per-view business model where every month they had a $60 pay-per-view uh, which right. you had to buy. Uh, and they destroyed that business model by doing a $10 a month subscription service. Um, and while that, like I said, they do no pay-per-view now pretty much, but the amount of money they get in from people, because I'll throw away $10 a month. I won't even think about it. I might not even watch it, but $60, that's a lot of money. Uh, yeah. So kind of like looking at that, people will give you $120 over a year a lot quicker than they will $120 at one time. Yeah. Um, and I, I you, it, they seem to be wheeling Warhammer Plus in this direction. Um like with the fact that they made the, you know, they put the army builder behind the paywall and stuff, but they're still tying you to stupid codexes, you know, like mm -hmm. um, they're sort of, they're half cocked on this right now. And I, yeah. I think, I, I feel like people would gladly give them money for value. They just got to pull the trigger. Yeah, man. Uh, we're going to skip forward a few here uh, to, and this will be one more, one more, one more. There we go. Beautiful. This one? This one right here, uh, Warhammer's official Twitter account, or I'm sorry, X account, X. Uh, which just, God, it sounds like a porn site. I hate it so much. Um, but they said, the Z. we know who would we think would win. Which character are you choosing on the sassy nurgling and what would their stats be? Uh, so I took that question very literally. And if we go to the next slide here, uh -huh. uh, we have our first champion. Oh, boy. Uh, Danny. Uh, our, our beloved co-host uh, and legal counsel and very official and real lawyer. So hold um, on, let's go up one yeah. here. So this is so is this is this a game that exists that they're that they're using? Because like, why aren't they just using a, a data card? My first question. Well, it's like a top trump game. It's a very popular thing in the in the UK. Uh, combat cards, I believe, is what those. Oh, called so this is well. a thing. Okay, this is a thing yeah, I yeah. don't understand. Got yeah, it. yeah, perfect. Like much of Warhammer, I don't understand it either, but that's okay. Gives <laughs> me a chance to to show this beautiful. And by the way, I just love this picture of Danny. Uh, he's not married to a heart face. I'm just being very considerate of his wife. Uh, but she uh, has chat. trouble being seen in public with him. That's true. But that's fair. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, but chat Val, uh, what's Danny's power out of a hundred, and why? I mean, he he'd be up there. Like the guy is bear sized. So, uh, you know, I don't know if I, you don't want to like be hyperbolic here. Uh, I don't know what the, like, you got to leave room for power creep in the meta. So I'm going to go with a solid 91. 91. So you're going to do this here. Probably. All right. So for speed, how, how fast is Danny? I mean, 12 just comes to mind immediately. Lumbering. I, say, I, I don't believe, uh, he's a lot of power in the base. He doesn't have a lot of, uh, mm -hmm. He's a slow move. He's a, he's a grinder. He's a, he's a grinder. Mm -hmm. Perfect. All right. So we're in 12 here. Uh, and just no notes from chat. That's perfect. They're mm -hmm. just like uh, thrown away by this content. Mm -hmm. uh, and then perfect. And then in intellect. Where's his intelligence at? Be brutal as possible. Well, I mean, he is a lawyer. Uh, you know, Officially. He, uh, 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 you know he's, he's clearly got some brain chops. I'm going to give him a 75. A 75? Uh mm -hmm. The the old C this old C grade. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're gonna go seventy five, and I'll fix all this later and make it pretty. Maybe I'll put it in the member section, but I'll probably forget. Uh, and then we have intellect. Mm -hmm. how, how do you think his intellect rates? Did we just do intellect? I think we're on glory. Oh, glory! Yeah, where's mm -hmm. his glory? Well, you know, he's he's. Uh, I don't want to call him the prototypical big fish in a small pond because uh, I'm not sure that there are fish in Alaska. But there, there is not. There's no animals uh, in Alaska. Uh, but, you know, he has had some glory, um, mm -hmm. you know, and so I, I would say, you know, um, I, I would put him in the 70s again. We're going to go 77 on glory. 77. What about actually, you, know what? you know what? Let's go with the solid 69 on glory, actually. Oh, 69. Perfect. All right. And then sass. Where, where's Danny's sass? I think this is where we're going to, I think this is where he really maxes out his, uh, his, his, his power and his ability. Um, I, I think that's a 99. I think he's a 99 on sass. So he maxes out by going below the maximum. Um, really? The, they, they don't cap out at, at 99? Caps out at 100. Caps out at 100? Then we want to leave one tick. We want to leave that's one fair. tick on the table. You know what? No one's perfect. And mm -hmm. there's always got to be room to improve. Mm -hmm. uh perfect let I me can't wait and, for danny to do me 
We're gonna have to we're gonna have to bring this this scintillating shit back for one more. Uh, we're gonna go here, Dicky. Uh huh. A very real, very actual photo of Dicky there as well. Uh, what is Dicky's power? Next slide. My bad. Oh right, he's not actually running the show. Okay, there here we go, go. Dicky. Uh, what 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 is Dicky's power? Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna have to do because Dicky doesn't show his face for some reason. Um, mm -hmm. we're gonna have to. Uh, do this from the perspective of he is a uh, Weedly uh, servitor uh, with um, what looks like a rolled up hot dog for lips. Um, uh, yes. Uh, they're gross. I, I just. So gross. Yeah, I chose gross the worst lips. picture for you. Um, all right. So, uh, Power, he is mechanical. Yes. I mean, that is one thing. And he clearly does have a wrench coming out of his back. We did yep. just rate Danny in 91. Do yep. we think Danny's more powerful than this weedy servitor? Absolutely. I'm going to say absolutely. I'm going to give absolutely. him maybe a 55 in power. 55 in power. Great. What about speed? Is this a speedy servitor? Or I mean, he is does this... look like he's got some zip. He's got some zip. Um, mm -hmm. You know, um, I'd say 65 speed. 65? All right. And what about his intellect? Intellect, I mean, uh, I think... That is something. Where do we where do we benchmark uh where do we benchmark Danny here? Danny is 75 on intellect. Uh Danny's 75 on intellect. I mean, again, we're talking about um a human brain implanted into a machine. One's gotta think that there's some sort of biomechanical um, you know, uh benefit to that. So, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the edge here. I'm gonna say that uh the machine enhanced Dickie rocking a solid 80 intellect 80 intellect real smart what about glory where, where does dicky rank for glory i mean glory he's had some actual like pretty significant glory out there yeah. uh pretty significant glory um i'm gonna say 69 again for the glory nice and then sass sass i mean the reality is no one could make me more upset faster than tech priest dicky that's true um, and, that's just because you love him so much and he deserves it. Um, I do, I do, I do <laughs> genuinely love him. Uh, he is Uncle Dickie. Um, and um, but it's he can just level me with his with with his with his sidelong uh digs. Uh, maybe because he has the same vulnerabilities as I do. I don't know, but I'm gonna give him a hundred on sass. A hundred, no room for error, just maximum sass. Matt, he's just maximum he's, time. One maximum sass. Uh, and guys, uh, once we get these cards done, I'll, I'll pretty them up. I didn't think about typing live until I did it. Uh, mostly that was pretty kind of impressive thing. on the on the yeah. fly, and it yeah, still fits the... in the screen somehow. So that's great. Mostly, mostly. Uh, but now uh, is the part of the show I'm most looking forward to. One, mm -hmm. it's a new bumper, um, but two, it's time for fan fiction. Here we go. <laughs> Back to me. But yeah, shorter bumpers? No. Longer joke bumpers is where it's at. Questions, Val. Um, okay, so it seems like the you know, this is the same bit we've had in the past, but you seem more excited about it. I'm curious to know what's going on. So I have spent the past at least three months trolling the internet for terrible fan fiction. And guys, it's bad. So bad, I can't make an entertaining segment about it because it's just awful. So I went and I used ChatGPT to make my own fan fiction that I had Pete the Falcon read, that I had Val read. Mm -hmm. After a while, that, was weird. that gets samesy-samesy. Though it was cool to see Val's face as he slowly realized it was his voice that he was hearing, though he didn't say it was my, words. And Stat Center voice, too. That it was, was, it was Center very voice. strange. That is because uh, that was I, I stole your voice from an old Stat Center episode. Yeah. Which is how I got that one there. Uh, but this time, what I've done, and man, I, I said in the Grim Court in our very own Discord, it's one of my favorite things we've ever done, but it's a hell of a lot more work. Uh, I created fan fiction in the, you style, wrote this yourself. in the style of a kid's TV show. Okay. Uh, so if you were already... Uh, we have the premiere episode um, of Abby the Despoiler. Hola, I'm Abaddon the Despoiler. And I'm Karn 
the Betrayer. Today, my friend Karn the Betrayer and I are leading the 13th Black Crusade against El Imperio del Hombre, the Imperium of Man. But first, we need your help finding a way to break through the Cadian Gate. Vamonos! Let's go ask Ariman the Sorcerer if he knows how to get past the Cadian defenses. Ariman, do you see a way for our Black Fleet to break through the Cadian Gate? You see a possibility to open the gate by destroying the ancient space stations in orbit around Cadia? Great idea. Now let's check the star map. Star map, where should we strike first to begin breaking Cadia's defenses? I have virus bombs and planet killer weapons you can use to overwhelm the Imperial fleet at Cadia. Yay! <laughs> Uh-oh, it's Inquisitor Swiper. He's trying to stop our 13th Black Crusade before it can begin. Everybody yell, Swiper no swiping. Oh, oh shit. You'll never stop the blood tide of corn, puny Inquisitor. Wow. Okay. Stop Swiper. Now our invasion can proceed. Gracias for helping us plan the 13th Black Crusade. Now Karn, Araman, Backpack Map, and all the forces of chaos can get past Cadia and rampage across the galaxy. We did it. Lologramos. Skulls for the Skull Throne, blood for the Blood God. Now, I have a question. Questions, yeah. Why did you take the Discourse mini person and make them Karn the Betrayer? <laughs> that is actually... Weirdly enough, we can start a conspiracy theory on that. That was the chat GPT uh, childlike voice. <laughs> <laughs> or the uh the, the voice cloning software use. They have default voices on there, and that was a good that was a good child's voice. Like was it actually? Let me let me see here real quick. Hola, I'm Abaddon the Despoiler. And I'm Karn the Betrayer. That's oh, just shit, it is. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. <laughs> so now <laughs> new thing uh it's not she's just an ai uh voice controlled wow it's part of that Skynet's was, plan that was actually the most fun one like did you do the sound effects and stuff in there i, I pulled everything down from various sites like chainsaw sounds yeah i put a lot of work into that one that was that was that was exceptional and yeah. i could really see the little little chibi uh cartoons that go mm -hmm. with that Guys, if you know a good quality animator who works for a below minimum wage, uh, let us know. Uh, we'll go into a profit sharing uh, agreement with them. Uh, yeah, because there's like no chance that, you know, um, we'd get a CND over that. Um, no, not at all. So no. I'd be the despoiler. It'd be fine. It's totally yeah. different. Um, this just reminds me like of just the pure rage people had when the when GW started releasing like the, the youth, the youth fiction. Warhammer Adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Which those books were great, by the way. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure they were fine. I'm sure they were fine. I was actually. Uh, I was actually thinking about the Jedi Academy books from Star Wars that I used to. Uh, I started watching that show with my my four year old the other day, and he very much enjoyed it. Even though he was disappointed to know when I told him uh, one, uh, one of the character uses a purple lightsaber, which means that she has dark side affinity and use dark side powers, and two. Uh, it didn't matter what happened in the story because they would all be murdered by Anakin Skywalker anyway. Very upset when I told him that. But, you know, sometimes you just got to grow up. Yeah, all at once. <laughs> oh, perfect. Val, we're going to we're going to wrap this on up here. Uh, anything you want to add uh, before we leave for the day and you you take a, a little holiday? Yep, going on a nice little road trip into the Canadian wilderness. Well, the Ontarian, well, I guess also Canada wilderness should be great. Um, you'll have Dickie back next next week. I will shout out Team Canada. Yeah. Uh, one loss only at the WTC this year, uh, which is actually super cool. Sure, two wins and four draws as well. Uh, but that's still Very amazing. Very Canadian. Uh, they wound up, unfortunately, roughly where they always wind up, I think. It might still be one of their best showings. I'd have to go look. But I think they wound up somewhere around 14th. I don't want to mis misrepresent it. Uh, but it was still like a, like a clear step forward for Team Canada. And so many people I really enjoy were on the team. So congrats to you guys for a hard-fought tournament. I'm sure yeah. Pete will tell us why. Uh, uh, would tell us why it actually wasn't. And, uh, and Dickie will... Um, Talk about all the people he was just, you know, aimlessly chatting with uh, throughout yeah. the whole event. Yeah. Next week, Val is on an adventure around Canada's great unknown. Uh, but Dickie will be back to take us through everything that happened to WTC. Well, not everything. I'm sure he wasn't everywhere at once. He's not a creeper. 
Uh, no mm. matter how many times I asked him to film in the bathroom, he refused. Uh, mm. I just wanted to see if there was dice in there. Uh, but Dickie will be back to talk about his adventures in WTC. Uh, Danny should be back to talk about his adventures in Western Canada. Uh, yeah. And then I will be back to, again, uh, hopefully share another episode of Abby the Despoiler. <laughs> and uh, proud we are of all of them. Yes. Yeah, very proud of everyone there. Uh, apart from us, who didn't really do anything exciting. Uh, apart from Val introduced a new generation to miniature wargaming. But, you know, yeah. 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 I I made it sound better than, uh, yeah. Anyway, thank you for everyone for joining us here in Grim After Dark. Uh, You can find all of our socials and ways to support Grim After Dark at Mm grimafterdark.com. We'll be back next Monday live at 10 p.m. Eastern ish. Uh, If you can't catch us live, subscribe to the podcast and all good services and get an abridged version every Tuesday ish on YouTube. Uh, and before we go, chat, let us know. Uh, we made top trump cards for Dickie and Danny. What would your power speed and intellect be? What would your sass be? I've seen your comment section. You think it's going to be about 80, 90, really, it's about 20, 30. Uh, but anyway, uh, when things can get any worse and life feels like a never ending siege, remember there's always grim after dark. It's time to step into the grim darkness With nerds gather talking Warhammer madness Grim After Dark, the podcast with the hosts John, Daddy and Val, but they're not the most Claiming to be experts, but it's all a facade Talking about battles and dice rolls, they're all odd Trying to sound cool with their Warhammer talk But I'm here to expose, it's all just squawk Nerds, nerds, everywhere I see Talking Warhammer this, like it's a decree But let me tell you, homie, it is all just a game In the real world, homie we are not the same so put down the dice step out of the dog it's time to live life nerd make your own mark grim at the dog the nerds playground talking warhammer this acting all profound but when i listen it's all just a bunch of noise i love roasting nerds and their stupid ass toys stupid ass toys i want to grab them put my hands around the neck squeeze squeeze warhammer squeeze until they can't breathe and breathe again Tell a friend, tell a friend, I'm out here roasting nerds again.